streaming. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 22 of the Vols Deep Podcast. Our Tennessee Volunteers are 5-1 and one with the win over Texas A&M. Now we head into the third week of October. Man, got a big one coming up. No, we do. It's the uh, third Saturday in October. This is the game that not only we've had circled all year, but we know um, they have had circled all year as well. That's right. We keep saying this week in and week out that this is the biggest game of the year. Every week we've said that. This Saturday truly is the biggest game of the it year. It really is. Huge game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal like last year for some reason. Uh, mm. Can Tennessee win back-to-back? We'll get more into this later. Uh, we're coming to you live tonight from the Vol Cave. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Share this out for us if you don't care. Give us some likes if you don't care. We thank all of you for listening and for your support. For those of you that can't watch the entire show tonight, it will be uploaded on uh, all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, as always, we have a ton to talk about regarding the Tennessee Volunteers and college football. We'll throw some splashes of other teams and subjects in there, uh, but it's going to be primarily nothing but Tennessee like usual. Um, we're going to grade position groups from Tennessee's last win. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Did Tennessee cover all Neyland's maxims versus Jimbo Fisher's Aggies? Uh, we're going to preview this week's matchup versus Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Uh, we'll give you all the information you're going to need regarding that game. We also have our keys to the game versus the Tide. going to be a great show tonight, so stick with us. And even if uh, you watch the show right here live and in living color, you know what? Go ahead and watch it again right after. Help us get some views. Help us get the content out there. Everybody. Promote us on Spotify. Promote us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Wherever you find us, you know, help promote us. We're trying to grow. We want to make this thing as successful as possible. That's right. We're missing Corbin tonight. He's a little bit under no, the man. weather. No, uh, he has to – you don't care. No. We, I think I think our viewership's up. I know that. I think he's a – Oh, wow. He's, 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 is he in a NASCAR race or something? That, you know he's got NASCAR media passes. Oh, you know, man. he'll never let you forget. You know, people, he's out there. He says he's sick, and we hope it gets better. But it's just so funny. He was on another podcast just 24 hours ago, so I, wait, I'm not throwing any wait, shade wait, wait. or anything. But, like, you know, yours truly it sounds like he's not a man of the people. I, I happened to be at the beach last week, so I, for charity reasons, I relinquished my uh, dual championship, and I heard that Corbin – Beat you last week for this 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 belt sitting over here. Uh, that's allegedly. Uh, it allegedly, never happened. You know, true, never happened. It, it's clear to me that he just didn't want to lose it back to me tonight. Yeah, that could be it if it happened allegedly. Well, I'll say this: Spur got more votes than Spanky last week, and Spur wasn't even here. I I don't know what to say about <laughs> that. It happened allegedly. Uh, we have this week's game predictions coming up as well. We're going to give away uh, a gift card and some baseball football cards. Um, and some decals. Spur, who won last week's uh, college football and NFL pick'em? That would be Johnny Isaac Rice. 
Johnny Isaac Rice won last week. He was perfect 10-0. Congratulations to Johnny Rice winning last last week's giveaway. Uh, We'll message you soon. Also need to get with uh, with Dalton Roberts, Steele, and Tyler Meredith. Uh, Got your envelope sitting like right beside me. Uh, We're doing another giveaway tonight, so stick around for that. Uh, Speaking of predictions, let's do a recap here because we have three trending ones that we must get done immediately. Uh, So Spur still has to act like a parking lot attendant at Walmart. Looking forward to that. And attempt to uh, park 10 Walmart customer vehicles. Uh, Spur also has to walk backwards through a store and check out with an item backwards. Uh, I have to be a door greeter at McDonald's for 30 minutes. Spanky, uh, he really got hit hard. Have you heard about this yet, Spur? I've seen it on this recap. Yeah, Spanky, he got hit hard out of the cup of misfortune for losing the pick em. Look, no shame, no game. I it ain't, I didn't get hit hard. I, no shame, no game, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you have to buy, Spanky? I have to buy a uh, candle. I got to buy Vaseline. I got to buy a cucumber. I got to buy whipped cream uh, and a condom from Walmart. And you cannot use self-checkout. We need to make sure that's yep. a rule. Not now, Can't, no, it was no. never wrote down on the card. Well, we're not. We're going to not let you go to a self-checkout. If I can't check out backwards through self-checkout, you can't buy Vaseline in you know, a... Well, you know how hard it's going to be to find a store without self-checkout? We may have to change it to the Dollar General or something. Well, they've gone self-checkout, That's too, true. here in Cofield. That's true. You know, I had a, uh, I found a hole in my yard yesterday. I'm worried the Dollar General's going to pop up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spanky has to uh, purchase a candle, Vaseline, a cucumber, whipped cream, and a condom from Walmart. Uh, we're gonna have to knock all these out soon because it's kind of building up on us. So yeah. we'll have to just we do it all same day and film it and have us a good blooper reel. Uh, so the current football pick'em standings go as follows: in first place we have Corbin. Corbin went eight and two last week, bringing his overall record to fifty-one and twenty-one. I'm in second place, going eight and two as well, with an overall record of forty-six and twenty-six. In third place we have Spur. Also going eight and two last week and bringing his record to forty five and twenty seven. In last place we have the Spank. He went seven and three last week. NFL games get me. And his record is forty four and twenty eight. Um, we're gonna have to catch Corbin. He's killing it, man. Uh, you know those media passes are doing him well. Yeah, he mu- he must have some insider knowledge or something. Taking to Vegas. He, he must have the script. For the NFL, he must have that screen. Well, he, he pulled away early, like early in the season, and he's just been steady. So, well, that's what how it is with these uh, pick 'em things. Like, it, you if you can get a lead early, it's kind of hard to lose it. Yeah. But he talked all that trash, and he's backed it up. Yes. Well, he when has... you are trash, you seem to talk trash. So, <laughs> give him credit for it. Miss you, Corbin. What's your we do buddy? miss you, Corbin. I don't no, care what. I don't care what Spanky says. The vault that he missed you. So, Spanky. Later in the show, we'll have to dip out of the cup of misfortune um, for two weeks in a row. I don't Spanky. dip. I chunky dunk, buddy. So, we got to make sure Corbin dips in that cup at least once. I know. It's not right. So we're also going to do our, our pick-ems. We'll explain to you how the, all that works and how you can be a part of the giveaway later in the show. We have start bench cut. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Corbin retook the championship belt. But it's right gone here. now. Hey, this, wait a minute. It, I could it. be wrong he here, here. But ain't this the third time in a row that the championship's been won and vacated? Because you got to so. think it went, I won it. Yep. Wasn't here. Then uh, Spur won it. He wasn't here. And Corbin won it. And then he ain't here next week. 
Yeah, this is fan uh, slash. Vacate has it more than about any of us now. Listener voted, so stick around so you can vote later in the duel, so you can pick who who gets the belt uh, this week. You don't want to miss this. This is like the best entertainment that that you can get off this show. Uh, Atlanta done spur dirty, and he had to vacate the belt last week. Yeah. And I'm going to mention it again. Spur got more votes than Spanky, and he wasn't even here. Oh, we should just shut up. Just shut up. Uh, We're going to be right back with our recap. Share this out with your friends, and let's have a good time tonight. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checkerboard The big orange is back It's a fact Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud Send a message to the crowd Y'all better get used to the fact The big orange is back on track Coach Hyper, where you at? Getting it done, having fun All right, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to episode 22 of the Vols Deep Podcast. We're coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube. We're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate all the likes, comments, shares. Please keep them rolling in for us. We truly appreciate it. Hit the comment box real quick. Ethan says, hey. Miranda says, woo, go Big Orange. Derek Goen says, go Vols. Uh, and then Ethan mentioned that we are missing Corbin. Yes, we are. No. Nope. Uh, Jamie from YouTube says he wants this hat. After this week, maybe. Uh, Everything's got a price. Jesse on Facebook says, how is Bama favored by eight and a half points? Good question. We'll talk about it here later. It's the media. Jake Palmer says he would own both of us at the duel, Spanky. Well, too bad you're sitting (laughs) behind a cell phone or a computer. And and Noah's using cuss words I can't say on on the air. Who's using cuss words? Noah. What did it say? Yeah, oh, no, left you? I no, can't say that uh, on the Oh, man. No, That's I don't the cuss. RT word. Yeah. No, I don't cuss. Uh, Zach says, hello. Corbin says, he is the king. Ain't nobody dethroning Corbin. Jake Parker says, Where's what's up? In? What's up, man? Corbin's probably sitting on the throne right now. Yeah, he probably is. See if I missed any on the YouTube part. Uh, just, just Noah's cussing. That's the only thing that, that I missed, I think. All right, I so can't say those two words. let's start off this recap by making fun of Spanky a little bit more and uh, his alter ego, uh, the Buffalo. Go ahead. How in the world do your Buffaloes blow a 29 point lead to Stanford? Uh, that's one thing I don't really know. Uh, we coming, you know. I went to bed hey, at halftime. That's, that's Look the at one me. thing about it. We coming. I went to bed at halftime, okay, and then apparently they did too. Apparently, everybody went to bed. Even That's just it. Nobody's seen it happen because everybody went to sleep. Yeah, and then I wake up, and I just don't understand. I'm appalled. But I just, I'm just, I'm shocked. But you got to remember, they're still a young team, everybody. This is, the, this is the first year that this team's really been together. So, just just hold on, because they're coming. He's got a buffalo see, on I under the hoodie. I seen an article today, and I don't know how true this is. So I don't like to pass out false information. So just take this for what it's worth. But I saw an article that stated that Shadur Sanders was on Instagram promoting products during halftime of that game. So 
Oops, if that's the case. Uh, hopefully, he's just got like a social media person. Oh, I think he does. Let's hope I so. think hopefully. That, yeah. You know, uh, looking at the rest of their schedule, they have five very losable games left on their schedule. Oh, for sure. They got UCLA this Saturday. Yep. I don't hate Dion, but it's just it's, no, just, it's just funny. Uh, Tennessee beats Texas A&M 20 to 13. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but we got it done. Overall thoughts on this win? Like you said, it's a um, – I know we've – We'll hop on a little bit more. Everyone on the media's hopped on it. This is Josh Heupel's first ever win as a head coach when his team has not scored more than 30 points. This The defense carried us, and that is an understatement. Guys, I absolutely loved it. Uh, just what Spanky said, Heupel proved his team can win an ugly defensive struggle game. Again, his first win as a head coach scoring less than 30 points. And teams now know – that we have a defense that is one of the best in the country, and we can beat you on offense or defense, or let's face it, special teams now. So, yep. just that much more that, that Alabama, Kentucky, Missouri are going to have to prepare for. Yeah, win is a win. I mean, on paper, Texas A&M is arguably the has the best roster in the country. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, glad to pull it out. Wasn't pretty. Hopefully, um, maybe just a little bit of rust coming off the bye week. Maybe. Yeah, um, a little bit. Uh, let's go over some offensive stats. Tennessee ran the ball as a team 49 times for 232 yards. The most rush yards anyone has put up on Texas A&M, which uh, has the second best defensive line in the country. Uh, Jalen Wright led the team per usual, had 19 carries for 136 yards, which is a 7.2 yards per carry average. Um, He's also first in the SEC uh, when it comes to that. I think he's fifth in the SEC in rushing yards, which, which says a lot. Considering but he's got two other consider, backs. Yeah, considering the, the backs getting other carries. Uh, Jabari Small followed 12 rushes for 42 yards. Joe Milton had eight carries for 34 yards. Dylan Sampson had nine carries for 25 yards. Overall thoughts on this Tennessee rushing offense? Man, it was it was awesome. You know, it's, it's really what we expected to see out of a three-headed monster backfield. And even, even Joe Milton lowered his shoulder a time or two. Finally. Yeah, finally. It's a dominant run game that has emerged to be the cornerstone of this Tennessee offense, and it was almost like old-school smash-mouth football, but in a high-tempo modern style. And I tell you, it was fun to watch. Uh, it was, and we got to give credit to the big, big nasty hogs oh, up yeah. front. Absolutely. Because, like I've always said, if there's no fire on the front of that cigar, it's not gonna. there's not going to be no smoke in the backfield. Uh, so... Give credit to the offensive line, even though I'll talk about them here in a little bit. We both will. With some holding calls. But um, offensive line did great. Running backs can't take nothing away from them. A solid day for everybody on the running side of the offense. Yeah, greatest running back room in the country. Uh, it seems like we say it every single week. But um, it's crazy. To, like I said, it's crazy to look at Jalen Wright's numbers, how elite he is, and then look at the carries the other two backs are getting as well. So, Well, you know, um, it's great to have the two other backs other than Jalen Wright because it keeps all three of them fresh, you know. Oh, yeah. If one of them needs a break, we have someone that steps right in. Jabari Small will run a, a series or two. Dylan Sampson will come in for a series. And then Jalen Wright's fresh. His legs are good to go. And, and I think it helps with home. injuries too it because does, you're, not, you're not constantly taking a beating because that running back position – there's a reason that running backs don't get paid what they get paid in the NFL because they don't have a long longevity. enough career longevity because of just the beating and wearing and tearing that they take. You got to consider this a running back. Like receivers and everything, yeah, they catch the ball, they'll block in space, whatever. But a running back, you're either getting hit every time or you're blocking somebody Absolutely. every single time. 
Uh, yeah, Joe Milton, we can talk about him. 11 for 22 for 100 yards total in passing. Um, his average was 4.5 yards per pass play. Uh, he threw one touchdown and one interception. Overall quarterback rating of 63.1. Thoughts on Joe Milton's performance versus Texas A&M? You know, he managed the game well. Uh, it wasn't pretty at all, but let's be honest, there was yards left out on the field. You know, we had a – we had a clear drop of about a 60-yard touchdown mm-hmm. pass. There was two or three non-call pass interferences that, that kind of could have skewed his stats a little bit better for him. But uh, but then they call the same exact thing another way. But it, You know, that's, that's one way. You know, calls go your way. Calls don't go your way. Uh, it's got to be better, but at the same time, it didn't have to be better to beat Texas A&M. Look, it wasn't the best performance, like Spurs <laughs> said. But at the end of the day, got the win. Manage this team to get the win. And I get, you know, some people are like, well, I want consistency. I want that. Would you rather have consistency or would you rather have a win? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I got like, to keep talking about the drop pass from Romel. That would have been huge. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody could have caught that pass. Uh, but Joe's awareness does have to be better. He has to be tougher. I think he has to be smarter. That one time um, he could have literally, and I'm not trying to bash uh, him or nothing. Talk the, about the, it later, yeah. The fourth day, all you had to do was mm-hmm. just run right upfield. But – and I think when you seen him start lowering his shoulder second half, I'm sure he got that butt chewed on a little bit for yeah. And it looked, being, it looked to fire him up when he lowered his shoulder. I mean, he yeah, he talked a little trash like that's what we want to see from you, Joe. Yeah, hell, hell, then he you, throw the interception. If you, the next if you run on thirty nine and you get eight yards, and you lower your shoulder and you don't get that ninth yard. I'm not going to say a word because you gave you that try, effort. You tried, just yeah, that effort, yeah. When he, when, when he does stuff see. like that, I just start having Ole Miss flashbacks right, from exactly. And I think, and I'm not trying, you know, to evaluate quarterback play because no. I'm also no quarterback. But I feel like, you know, some people are different. Like some people, they have to sit back and they have to think about what they're going to do right before they do it. Then you got some people who that can just go out and do it, don't even have to think. And I think that's kind of what Joe's thing. He, he wants to think about it before he does it. And I think that delays him just a little bit, yeah. especially with this offense because with this offense, it's just so. Fast pace that you just don't have time to think. That's, that's what made Hinton Hooker so special again. Is oh, yeah. It, it, he had those instincts that could just make plays out of nothing. And we're not on here trying to bash no, Joe, but we're not at all. But love him we, we've supported him since day one, but we got to be honest. And um, to me, he's just too nonchalant, just, you know, just whatever, you know. Yep. And, um, like, I mean, a good or a bad thing. Uh, but we. But you can go back to 98, and uh, sometimes the QB play there wasn't the greatest either. You know, so uh, I don't know. Just, I still just, love just his, keep winning. Still love his positivity. You know, he, he threw the bad interception and was right back to, you know, trying to fire up the guys as they're going off the field, but it's mm-hmm. still going to be better. Especially this week. Yeah. Um, let's hit our receivers now. Only a, 11 total receptions for 100 yards. Uh, Chaz Nimrod led the team. With four catches for 31 yards, uh, Squirrel White followed with three catches for 29 yards. McAllen Castles had two catches for 24 yards. Dylan Sampson, one catch for nine yards. Jacob Warren, one catch for seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, not much action to talk about here, but what are your thoughts on the receiving core? As far as you go ahead. It was mediocre at best, but enough to keep Texas A&M, their defense, honest. Uh, Keaton dropped a clear, easy touchdown early. You know, I about pulled my hair out on that one. I was that a, one, a, yeah. I was the the best man in a DJ at a at a very good friend's <laughs> wedding Saturday, trying to watch the game on the phone. And and when uh, when Keaton dropped that pass, I yelled out a couple curse words. I, I did up in here. HH. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we still need to see more separation and 
And where is Dante Thornton? He's going to have to emerge at some point. Mm-hmm. That's all we heard all yep. offseason. That's was. what I said last year that Dante Thornton has to step up. And I'll say it this week. He's got to step up this yep. week as well. And like I said, that cat and I think the receivers, they did enough, like Spurs said, keep Texas Indians defense honest. Because going into it, if you would have told me that we'd have had over uh, almost 200 rushing yards, I'd have thought you were crazy just because that Texas A&M defense line won the best in the country. And I think that was Texas A&M's game plan going into it was let's let Tennessee beat us running the ball. Well, guess what? We did. And I think Texas A&M just wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Uh, we miss Brew McCoy. Or do we ever? Yeah. We miss Brew a lot. Um, not only receiving, not only his blocking, but, but his leadership. Leader. Um I love how Chaz Nimrod uh, stepped up, though. Um, he, he done he done great. Let's um, hit, hit the comment box real quick before we get to the defense. We've got a lot of them rolling in. We're live on uh, two different Facebook accounts under uh, Luke Jackson and Vols Deep, and we're also live on YouTube. Uh, Kevin Fields says, Go Vols from Lexington, Kentucky. Jake Parker says, Defense and special teams got the win. Marty Allen Cox says, Go Vols beat Bama. And Corbin says, 13 straight wins in Neyland. That's a very good point that needs to be talked about as well. I haven't lost a game in there since uh, 2021. The Neyland effect. Uh, Jake Parker says, Smash Mouth. Yeah, all around Smash Mouth. I like the old school, run it down your throat and play good defense ball. Uh, it's, it's good to know that we can at least do that. Jamie says that uh, Joe Milton's performance was unacceptable. Miranda says Joe still has a lot of areas to improve in, but he's taken, uh, he has taken a baby step towards improvement. Hopefully he will take a big step or a manly step in improvement for his Bama game. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says, I wouldn't call Joe's play Saturday game manager. Uh, a game manager with Stetson Bennett going 12 of 18 with a touchdown and, most importantly, no interceptions. Joe just played bad. The entire passing offense did. And Matthew Bowen says, why is this the first time ever seeing this show? Well, we don't know, Matthew, but we're glad you're joining us, and hopefully you enjoy this this podcast. Yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, Matthew. Make sure you uh, give us a follow or subscribe on YouTube. Jerry Gibson says, Joe needs to be set down. It, um it sucks that we're this far into the year and um, and this you know this big of a game coming up before we're you know like while this is being talked about, I think if it if it needed to happen, it needed to happen around the Florida game. Um, Jamie says, "Do we know if Joe has completed a slant yet at UT? Because I can't place one." I was wondering that earlier. I don't I think he has. Slant passes. I don't know. That's good. Still ain't seen complete yeah. one on the run. Nope. That's big there. Um, Matthew Bow is it Bowens? Bowens? Yeah, Bowens, Bowens. Yeah. Also says, uh, hey, is that the wrestling dude? Yeah, he's the it owner is. and operator of SBCW. Oh, okay. That's why he hasn't seen it because he just. Uh, that's why he says go week. Kentucky. The spank, the yeah. spank, the spank's in retirement right now. Yeah, I am. Spurs too. Who knows if I'll ever come back? Never know. <laughs> Let's hit the defense. Tennessee on defense, uh, just great. What else can you say? That defensive front is so nasty. Um, I seen a stat where like 24 out of the 34 of Texas A&M pass plays, there was pressure on the quarterback. Um, I'm just so excited to see Tennessee good on defense again. It's been so long. Man, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. There's there's no doubts about that. I almost felt bad for the 
Texas A&M quarterback. He looked like Jared Garrettano out there getting hit over and over and over and over. <laughs> and and look, I'll give Max Johnson this. Like, he's got a set of cojones on him. No like, doubt he, about he's it. He's tough. Like, for the beating that we gave him, and he just kept on going. Oh, he's tough. Like, he is. And people want to give him a bad rap because he's Brad Johnson's son. Well, you know what? I'm not saying I'd rather have him over Joe, but, like, you know, it would, it'd it be nice to have him, too, on there. Yeah, uh, just – like I said, he was Jared Garantano. He was a punching bag for Tennessee, and that was against the A&M offensive line that had dominated every game they played this season until Saturday when we dominated them. There's just some things you can't uh, coach, and just toughness is just one of them. Yeah, there was a few times I didn't think he was gonna he was yeah. gonna get back up, and, and man, was, he's he's tough, man. He got hit early, and he got hit often. Wow. Uh, the expectation and standard is to play elite defense here, not just good defense. This is the home of Eric Berry, Al Wilson, Reggie White. That's right. The standard is to be elite, and that was a quote from Josh Hopple this week on the Tennessee defense. Um, Aaron Beasley and Elijah Herring led the team with five tackles. James Pierce followed with three tackles and a sack, all of which were a tackle for loss. Tyler Barron, two tackles and a sack. Kamal had him with two tackles and an interception and a pass deflection. Gabe Judy Lolly also with an interception. A big interception from Kamal. A huge inter- yeah. Jeff Hensley put in the comments, who else is eating crow over <laughs> Kamal? Like, I know there's a bunch of people there's out a, there. There's we'll, a lot of people, yeah. We'll talk about him again later on in this it, show. It's but. why, people, you can't be hating on some of these college kids because, look, at the end of the day, they have good weeks, they have bad weeks. That's so right. we just need to support them. But yes. these, these defensive backs, linebackers, solid, solid, solid. You know, Tennessee kicked a field goal to go up by seven or late in the game. And I wasn't even worried about giving the ball back to A&M because our I felt confidence so in our defense. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I was in the stadium that third down that they played the slow, rocky top. You could I went back and watched it yeah. on CBS. You could barely hear it in the stadium. I didn't know they played it till today, actually. I seen you the video could of it. barely hear it in the stadium just how loud it was. And honestly, I'll give my honest opinion about the stadium. I don't even think we were that loud compared to what we can be. Just because the simple fact of, yeah, it's Texas A&M, that rivalry's just not there, you know. South Carolina right. was louder because, you know, we had something to prove. We got not, seen, not game two. That, that oh, yeah. A lot. I've seen so many posts about people talking about how friendly the A&M fans were. They really were. They along great. It's like, what is this? They really <laughs> were. I, I'm telling you, they were some of the nicest people, and they talked about how much they loved Neyland, and it was the best environment they ever been to. We were down at the Vol Navy, and like they were just amazed with the Vol Navy and just everything else. So they're better than Georgia fans, what you're saying? Yes. Okay. If, if Georgia fans were on fire, I wouldn't piss on them. <laughs> Special teams uh, won the game for us, baby. Uh, what a what a performance by D. Williams. One punt return was all he needed. Took it 39 yards to the house. He also returned one kickoff for 19 yards as well. well. Let's be honest. It was one down punt inside the one, then the punt return for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. Both by D. Williams. Yeah, he, he set up the entire sequence for us. And you know, afterwards, D. Williams gave all glory to God after the game. Uh, uh, what a special weapon we have there. Uh, I think everyone in the stadium, everybody watching on TV, myself included, Knew that as soon as A and M punted from out of their end zone, could feel it. You could feel it for a touchdown. I, we knew I it. had that feeling, and I knew once he returned it, I looked at my buddy Shaw, who I went with, and I said, "Ball game, yep, right there," too. because the momentum, everything changed right then, right there. One of Neyland's maxims. It was literally two minutes before I had to walk down the aisle 
<laughs> do you think that we need to get D. Williams more involved? Yes. Or like in, in the offense, screens or maybe reverse. Kind of for him. Yeah. A jet sweep, anything to get him in space. If not, just put him out there to give defense something else to be worried about. I agree. Jackson Ross had a good day punting the football, three punts for 120 yards. He put two of them inside the 20, uh, had a 49-yard punt for his longest of the day. Charles Campbell was two for three from field goal and two for two for extra point. You know, I remember after the Virginia game, first game of the year there in Nissan Stadium, uh-huh. everybody was all up in arms about this Australian rule-style punter that we have and how he, he, he did not have a very good game that first game. But we're seeing the, the benefits of it now because no team is going to get any kind of return on a punt against Jackson Ross. He holds the ball, he runs to the left or runs to the right, and then kicks it after our defense has already had a chance to get down the field. Still waiting for that fake, too. Yeah, still yep. waiting on that fake. A&M had one of the most dangerous return men in the country yeah. just sitting there back there waiting. He had zero return yards. Zero for the whole game. Very impressive. It doesn't get any better. Uh, some awards coming in for our studs last week. James Pierce Jr. earns another SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week honor. Uh, D. Williams comes in with a Special Teams Player of the Week honor. Uh, love the elite play, man, on, on both on both sides. Well-deserved. Can't say anything different. So now let's go over General Nealon's game maxims. We'll go over each one and agree or disagree if that maxim was reached. Maxim one, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Well, yes and no, kind of. I feel like we did make a lot of mistakes, a lot of drop balls, a lot of holding calls. Um, so I'm going to go 50-50 with that. But A&M made a lot of mistakes, too. It it really wasn't the prettiest game to watch. Yeah. There was a lot of mistakes out there for that game. Yeah. Both teams made mistakes at penalties. We made fewer mistakes, and A&M yeah. made two big mistakes near the end, and that's why we won the game. I know uh, people were giving Jimbo a hard time, and I and I know I was too in the stadium. Like, you know, right before the half, uh, you got three timeouts. Once you try to use it, you know, drive down the field a little bit. But he he did make a good point. Uh, you got three timeouts. Tennessee had three timeouts. Why give them the ball back um, on the fifty yard line with them three timeouts right before the half and they can score? So I I, I see that point in it. He was ahead at the time too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give him a check mark here. Uh, Maxim two, play for it, make the breaks. When one comes your way, score. It's exactly what we did on that mm-hmm. punt inside the one. Then we played solid defense and got the touchdown on the following punt return. Yep. Yep. Check as well. Uh, Maxim three, if at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up. Put on more steam. There were some breaks that did go against us. A&M's had some big explosive plays, um, but we just we just kept being consistent. And just kept rolling. A&M scored a touchdown in their opening drive. Yep. That was their only touchdown of the game. So, we certainly put on more steam from And that whole drive, I was like, it's going to be a long yeah, game. Yeah, I thought, oh, It's going to be a long yep. game. Protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. You know, Joe was hit a few times. Uh-huh. But A&M came, to the game, uh, came into the game leading the country in sacks. Uh, so, we limited the hits on Joe. And uh, our kickers had a pretty solid game. They wasn't touched. Yeah, I'm going to give him a check mark here. Uh, ball, Oski, cover, block, slice, pursue, and gang tackle for this is the winning edge. Yep. 100%. Yeah, 110%. Most impressive part of our defense, we actually tackled and we've done so of aggression, something we've all been talking about on this show for, for weeks. <laughs> Years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks are made. 100%. Special mm-hmm. teams made the big play, and 
gave us the lead that, that ultimately led to the win. Missed one was like 51 yards 51 or yard something like kick that. kick in, in crazy winds. We can't. No, it was windy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was I've windy. seen a couple people's hats fly off the top of their head. Last maxim, carry the fight to our opponent and keep it there for 60 minutes. All we fought. Way. We fought with him. All the way to the very end when Kamala had and made the interception to end the game. Mm-hmm. Let's hit the comment box one more time before we hit the commercial. Jamie says he still don't forgive Haddon for the Florida play. I remember that how bad that play was for the rest of my life. I guess he's definitely talking about the missed tackle. Well, you got to look at it like this. You got to go through bad times to enjoy the good times. And let's say he would have not had that bad play. He would have not learned from it, and he wouldn't have got better. So, like, I know it sucks. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but you got to look at the positive here. Ryan said the last field goal we put us up by six. Ain't even had a chance to beat us. No, Ryan, we won twenty to thirteen, brother. We were up by seven. Uh, but, Jeff, but, Jeff Hensley says more penalty yards than passing yards. Yeah, yeah, he ain't wrong there. He is not wrong there. Yeah, Josh, a, Josh Haney said, Haney says that uh, Joe is doing a good game. Will he help, really help against this one? And yeah, yeah all, all of us are, are hoping for that. Uh, Ralph says Joe needs to learn how to step across the open first down marker and not run out of bounds. Just move the chain when it's right in front of you. 100% Ralph. It's uh, Even going back to, to 2021, he's doing the same stuff. And I feel like he got a pretty good chew in there at halftime because he started actually lowering his shoulder. Yep. I mean, the dudes. We'll talk about it more. The I'm dudes sure. outweighing um, defensive backs he's, by 80 pounds. He's as big know, as a like, linebacker. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. And he's scared to death. Uh, Kimberly says she read an article. Aggie alumni parents brought to their two young sons. The sons love Neyland and the Vols so much. The parents uh, bought them Vol gear to take back to Texas. That's pretty that's right. That's pretty I see cool. that. We convert on the Vol fans. That's very cool. Thank you for sharing that, Kimberly. We'll be right back. back next we've got our first main talking point of the day presented by big orange concrete <laughs> pumping why is everybody stealing it everybody is stealing it taylor jones big orange concrete pumping has been doing this type of work for a very long time he has one of the longest line pumps in the state kind of like spanky That's so right. make sure to reach out to big orange concrete pumping for any of your concrete needs all right y'all let's get vols deep each position group let's grade them from their performance during the Texas A&M game. Let's start with quarterbacks. Gave Joe Milton a C. I, along with everyone else, was really frustrated with Joe early, especially early, especially on that third down and nine, and A&M had jumped off sides. Joe ran out of bounds a yard short of the first down instead of getting it. Then we didn't complete the next pass and had to punt. I was absolutely fuming at that point, the mental error. He made one bad throw in the red zone that cost us an interception. Otherwise, they dropped easy 60-yard pass to Keaton and at least non-pass non interference calls. Uh, given all that, 
he would have had much better stats, and uh, we'd have probably won the game by twenty four points. Spurs summed it up there. I I got him at a C as well. A uh, hundred yards passing, only eleven completions, and I get it. He can only throw, and once it's out of his hands, it's it's in the receiver's job. But he just got to. I just feel like he's got to progress a little bit better. Like you said on the third and nine, it's like Joe, get the yard, man. You're built like a defensive end. You're built bigger than everyone else out there. Just get the yard. Um, like someone said in the comments earlier, I think he's due for a good game. I know we've been saying that for a hot minute now, but I, I just have a feeling that this this week's it. And it's not like he's this new player here. He's been playing college football six years now. Yeah. But he's gotten better. He's still, I feel like he's a better quarterback than the quarterback that ran out of bounds against Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going with the D for the quarterbacks. Um, this poor performance. He was, he was pretty aggravated um, Saturday night. About and I know people want Nico we can't, in, we but can't not be, this week. I, I mean, we're not going to be Alabama if Joe plays like that. No. Um, he has to be better. We support Joe. We make that clear every time. But, he, I mean, you're a quarterback. You're going to be criticized. Uh, running backs, is this even a, a question? Yeah, I gave running backs an F minus. <laughs> Just an awful and terrible performance yeah. by three bums. They should have stepped it up. You know. yeah. Who are we kidding? <laughs> a plus, 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 plus. Dominant run game, 236 on the ground. And that come with nine plays and with negative yards as well. Uh, you know, it happens. Their defense is very strong. Oh, the defense is great. This is the best running game since the old days of Tennessee, I believe. Oh, yeah. It, it's kind of weird because, you know, last year uh, – and I gave uh, running backs an A as well. But it's kind of weird, you know, last year Tennessee was about this throwing the ball downfield, just no huddle, up-tempo offense. And now it seems like we're back in the good old we, days of smash-mouth defense. And, uh, we, we played uh, – not our tempo. We played at Texas A&M's tempo. It was weird. Yeah, but, but we made it our tempo. That's oh yeah, we. I mean, we. Yeah, we. It's, it's weird playing an old school style of football of smash mouth running the football, smash and then your defense. Tempo, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, telling a, you. A plus for me. You can't ask for any more from my running backs. Uh, wide receivers. Go ahead, Spank. I'll let you go first. I got oh, a comment to make. Okay. All right, I'll do it then. Oh, well, I got C is for catch the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> Keaton's drop was bad. We don't have to tell him that. He knows it. Otherwise, we're still not getting the separation we need, and, and Thornton has not been a factor at all. Uh, I was glad to see Nimrod. He played well, and he looks to be stepping up some, but, but someone's going to have to be the, the ultimate leader on the receiver. And Nimrod is his last name, everybody. I'm not making fun of him. Uh, but, yeah, he kind of learned to catch the ball, too, and – Blocking on the outside, too. I, th I feel like not a lot of people harp on that. There was a couple outside runs that I thought, you know, we could have got a little more yards. But, uh, yeah, we just, just got to catch the ball. Yeah, I'm going with the C for wide receivers. Like you all mentioned, the drop passes. Uh, but they did have a lot of lack of opportunity. I thought the block blocking was pretty good, but just a C, average day for me. Um, tight ends. Tight ends, I'm going to give them, actually, I'll give them a B. Because, um how he had the, what would you call that spur? A ricochet, ricochet type yeah, of catch? Yeah, I guess it would be ricocheted, yeah. Like, I, I'm telling you, it's pretty impressive. I got hot for it. You know, I thought I thought tight ends played well. I gave him a B as well. Jacob Warren had to touch down. Uh, they walked well for our backs and project, protected Joe when necessary. Yeah, I'm going to go B+. Plus. Uh, again, not a lot of opportunity, but they did block good. Jacob Warren had a touchdown catch. Castle, two catches. Um I would, like, I would like to see him targeted more. I mean, Castle, I think he's going to be a good NFL tight end. I really do. Um, offensive line. A minus. And only I'm giving the minus to is because 
holding calls. And I get, you know, people can say what they want about the referees. If you look at the stat, it was about dead even on calls. But the thing that got us is timely holding calls, timely flags. And that's the big one. When you get a big, long run and a big, long play, and you it gets called back for a holding. Um, but other than that, I thought I thought we gave Joe enough time. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Look, I'm, I'm going to go A as well. Uh, Texas a in front is very good. Number two in the country. Just love how they played, man. And um, there were some holding calls and stuff, but based off what they was having to play against, I mean, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I gave our offensive line an A. Uh, I'm beginning to think that Cooper Mays may be this team's MVP. Yeah. It, it's been a completely different level of confidence for our O-line and our running backs ever since Cooper took the field. Uh, you know, Mincy had an injury in the game, and hopefully he'll be able to return this week. I haven't, had much, haven't heard much of an update. I haven't either. Have you? I haven't. So we'll see. Otherwise, we opened up holes. We protected the quarterback we needed and dominated up front against the best defensive line we've seen all year. Defensive line. Defensive line, A+. Plus. So I'm not – I'll just go ahead and spoil my whole thing. Everyone on defense is getting an A or more. Um, yeah. But – a-plus from the defense line. Got, got so much pressure. Gave Max Johnson. It, it was a living nightmare for him. He was running for his life. He was getting knocked down, drug out. It was, he felt like he was in a damn bar fight right after that game. Yeah, but it's A-plus. I mean, wow. Uh, I almost thought I was watching the wrong game at times. I was like, uh, we controlled the line and made A&M look weaker and smaller. Newsflash. Texas A&M is not smaller, and they weren't certainly weaker than us, but we made them look that way. Yeah, A-plus, no doubt about it. Uh, we've got the best front. I think I think the best front seven maybe in the country. Yeah. Um, the depth is amazing. It's, it's exciting. It is mean. exciting. Defensive backs. I'm going to give him an A as well. Uh, Haddon, he had that, that big-time interception mm-hmm. there at the end, and um, we really didn't give up the deep ball that much. And, yeah, there was some pass interference calls, but, you know, that's – Either here or there, but uh, I'm going with A for defense backs. With A plus, you know, suddenly we're talking about Kamal Haddon being one of the best in the country. Uh, oh, he's he's like he's top ten. I'm three every, weeks every ago, fans was wanting to bench him for a freshman. They were booing know. him and kneeling. Yeah, Judy Lawley was great as well, and they booed him loud. Uh, South Carolina, yeah, they him. did. They didn't boo him this yeah, they week did. though. We, we created two turnovers. We smothered the receivers. Didn't allow the big play. Uh, we made the tackles when necessary. And, you know, we didn't commit too many penalties in the secondary. Yeah, I'm going A as well. Two interceptions, good tackling for the most part, just solid performance. Linebackers. Linebackers, A, a, a as well. A plus. Just give it to them. Can't yeah. ask for much more. Yeah. All right, special teams. A, a plus, 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 D plus, plus. Williams. That's all I'm going to say. D Williams, baby. Yep, I got an A as well. Great game. Uh, Campbell missed the one from 50 plus. We mentioned that earlier, but you can't really knock him for that with the with the win the yep. way it was. So just great overall. And we can't talk enough about Jackson Ross as well. And, and that punt inside the one, you know, it wasn't just uh, uh, the, the time that he gave our defense to get down the field, but the bounce he got on it. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's not done. Uh, without you don't see training. it a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, that was a perfect balance. So, if he can start doing that along with his Australian-style punting, uh, I look for good things from him in the future. And yeah. I really thought there, when they were punting it on um, on the one, I figured, you know, we'd uh, give a little more pressure, you know, go back there, try yeah. to block it. But, you know, they got enough return, so. It was set up to return. Yeah. yeah we all knew it. 
Well, I, you know, I was being more aggressive. I'm like, go get the dang thing. Let's get a block and a touchdown here. So let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense? You have to give it to Jalen Wright. You know, yeah. 19 Jaylen carries, Wright. 136 yards against the best run defense in the country. You got Jalen Wright too? Yeah. I'm going to just go offensive line as a whole. Fair enough. Uh, I've got both written down, so I had to, had to have my second option there. What about on defense? Defense, if he played more defense, you could say him, D. Williams, but he's a special teams guy. But I'm going with uh, James Pierce, Jr. Kind of went your route, Luke. I just take it, gave it to the entire defense. Entire defense. As a collective, they were they were great. Well, I've got both them written down, and I've also got a third, and that's going to be Kamal Haddon for me getting the Absolutely. game ball on Good. defense. Let's hit the comment section real quick, and then we'll hit a quick commercial. I've got a lot. Give us just a second here. Let's see. Josh uh, Hanvey says the poor decision-making in his sixth year is what's so baffling about Joe. Uh, he honestly has more potential than anyone in college football in terms of pure athleticism. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be like a like a Richardson type, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get drafted and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says uh, QB, quarterbacks get a D. They will get an F if the rest of the uh, pass offense wasn't just as bad. Uh, Josh also says the best running back room in the country is the Tennessee Volunteer running backs. Yeah, he also says that Ollie Lane was one more penalty away from him smashing his TV. So. <laughs> I, f- I feel you there, man. Uh, Jacob says wide receivers are D minus. We talk about Joe all the time. The receivers are even more inconsistent. Kyle says that Cooper Mays changes the entire offense. Absolutely agree. He does. 100%. Digging Sports, what's up on YouTube? Thanks, man. Uh, Jamie says he's going to give the running backs a C, as in see these nuts as you get ran over, <laughs> as you get ran over by the <laughs> the three headed monster. Ducky on YouTube says Castles is so much better than Warren. Uh, hasn't ever been very good. Uh, I'm going to disagree on the Warren never being. I think Warren's very consistent and a great blocker. Um, yeah, I, Castles may be the better down the field. Oh, for receiver. sure, he, better receiving tight end that type of stuff. But um, Jacob Warren's catching those short passes and, and doing well with it. Yeah, Jacob Warren's been he's been like he's been steady. But uh, he does say Castles is a top five tight end in the draft. I do agree with you there. Jerry Gibson on YouTube says for our quarterback play, I'd rather go slow and run the ball so this defense is on the field all game and break down. And Jeff Hensley says that uh, James Pierce Jr. is our best recruit since Eric Berry. Uh, we may soon find that out. James, he's he's amazing, yeah, he's, man. He's a beast. He's amazing. Josh Jackson says the stats between us and Alabama are dead even on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. He has no idea why Alabama's eight and a half point favorite. Because it's the narrative. It's the story they want to tell. They know it's uh, ESPN, I'd say, I'd Vegas, say three of them points is probably home field advantage maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I, the eight and a half. I, we'll we'll I, talk I, about that during keys of the game here. It's a narrative thing. It's, it's what Vegas wants. They know it's going to be a tight ball game. And so they know that they can get more money out of people picking the, uh, the spread. And mm-hmm. it, that's all it is. And if I was Tennessee, I wouldn't worry about the spread. And I know they probably don't. But still, you know, for us fans, it gives us something to talk about, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to hit check this other YouTube real quick. Let's see. Uh, Ralph is going to give the quarterbacks a C minus, the running backs an A, wide receivers a C minus. Uh, he's going to give the tight ends a B, but they're not used near enough in the passing game. I 100% agree with you there, Ralph. He says the O line a B plus since Cooper's back. 
Uh, Kimberly says she agrees. Cooper is the MVP on uh, offense. Uh, Ralph is going to give the defensive line an A, defensive backs and a B plus. Uh, Robin Shelton says, Luke, you need to be apologizing to us Gator fans, predicting us to only win five or six games. Uh, hey, you you're just there now. Yeah, have you seen? Still gonna win some more. Have you seen the rest of Florida's schedule? Like I was looking at it the other day, and let's say it's not a walk in the park. Like it's, it's, not. it's that, not. Like there's a chance that Florida does not win the rest of the year. There is a chance. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'll never, ever, ever apologize to any Gator fan for anything, Robin. Uh, because look, let let let's let me just go ahead and say the schedule. They got Georgia. That's a loss. They have Arkansas. That could go mm-hmm. either way. Arkansas can be very good. Yes, that yeah. could go either way. I'm glad we don't play Arkansas. Yeah, LSU. Yeah. Missouri uh-huh. and Florida State. There is a chance. There's that, a very good chance. Yeah, Missouri's very good, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're they are. Um, Robin says he wants to remind us that he predicted the Gators to beat the Vols and the Dogs before the season started. Everyone called me stupid, but everything is looking good for that to be true for I us. I don't ever cheer for Florida, but if y'all beat Georgia, I won't be upset about it. I wouldn't either because I just want to see them get knocked off. Yeah. Well, I want us to beat them. I want, so. oh, yeah, I want us to be the first. Justin says, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Let's go. Big Orange. All right, we'll be right back. Stick with us. Give us some likes. Give us some, uh, some shares. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest line pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and we're back. Welcome back to episode 22. Uh, We're live from the Vols Deep Man Cave. We hope everybody's having a great Wednesday night. We're live on both the Facebook pages and YouTube. Uh, Share this out for us. Slap that like button. We truly appreciate it. Next, we have Start Bench Cut. How this works is I'll give a question. We have to rank answers from first to last. Start being one and cut being last. Are you all ready? We ready. All right. Question one. How many total points does Tennessee score versus Alabama on Saturday? 17 or less, 20 plus, or 30 plus? Uh, hmm, I'm going with start 17 or less. Mm. Um, Low scoring. I'm going to bench uh, 20 plus and then 30 plus. I think this is going to be a 17 to 14 ball game. It's going Alabama, like I'll get into later, they're not a passing uh, heavy team. And um, it's going to be be interesting. Well, I'm going kind of opposite that. I'm starting 20 plus. I'm going to bench 30 plus because I think we can score 30 against Alabama. And I th- certainly believe we scored more than 17 this week. They have that de- Alabama defense line there, no joke. Uh, we heard the same thing about Texas A&M. We scorched them. That's true. I'm going to start 20-plus. Um, I think that Tennessee needs to score 20 to win probably. Um, I'm going to bench 17 or less because I could see it being super low. And I don't – I personally don't see us scoring 30-plus, but Hypo has gave Saban hell for, for both years. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what he can dial up. 
Today is National Cupcake Day, right? Yes, I love cupcakes. Oh, I was surprised a little bit. Yes. Uh, we should have brought cupcakes here. I know, we? that's what I'm talking about. Rank, what kind of host are you? Rank these cupcakes. Y'all are supposed to host the host. Oh, that's right. Uh, rank these cupcake flavors. Chocolate, vanilla, red velvet. Well, you see, as everyone knows here. Here we go. I am the food connoisseur here. But to me, well, there's, there, <laughs> there's only one kind of cupcake in this world. That I'll eat. I don't like anything else other than chocolate. Chocolate with chocolate frosting. You cannot go wrong with just a bunch of chocolate on your cupcake. It's a start, and then everything else is a cut. That's why I'm giving it. With vanilla being the cut no. cut. Because no. vanilla is just plain and boring. You There's nothing vanilla about me. Nothing vanilla about me. You start the red velvet with cream cheese icing. Oh, my That's 100%. where it's at. 100%. But you know what? I will say your chocolate's pretty good. Chocolate so is I'll the best. I'll at least give it a bench and you cut vanilla. I don't need any of that. I'm starting red velvet as well. You can't beat red the velvet. Cream cheese icing. Yeah, chocolate, you mm. can. No. No. Um, I'm going to bench vanilla. Mm? I'm going to cut chocolate. There's a special place in hell for you. <laughs> I want you to know that. Uh, what is your biggest worry this Saturday versus Alabama? Our secondary... Our offensive line or our quarterback play? I think this is going to be unanimous. Quarterback on uh, start yep. has me worried the most. Um, offensive line. The next one, just because of, I know we've heard it before, but just the Alabama defensive line. And Saban, he is a defensive guru. I know we can say how we want about Saban, but he is. He'll dial some things up. Uh, and then the secondary. Uh, Alabama's struggling here a little bit with the passing downfield game. So. Yeah. I'm going to start quarterback, and, you know, we've, we've talked about it till we're blue in the face. We'll probably continue to talk about it. Uh, Joe's got to be better. I'm going to bench our secondary. Uh, uh, still some concerns there, but it's it's certainly improved a whole lot. And I'm, I'm pretty confident in our offensive line right now, so they get my cut. I'm obviously going to start quarterback play after last week. I'm going to bench our offensive line just because the road game, mm-hmm. um, and we've struggled on the road. we struggled on the yes, road. Yes, we have. Um, last year against Georgia, we struggled on the road. Last year at South Carolina, and we really struggled on the road versus Florida. So, you know, we can't have no pre-snap penalties and all that stuff going on. And I'm going to cut uh, our secondary just because I'm I'm excited. To, I, mean, I think they're going to be fine. The, the biggest thing is <laughs> our secondary is Milrow kind of dinking and dunking on us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but other than Tennessee versus Alabama, which game are you most interested in this weekend? Utah versus USC, Penn State versus Ohio State, or Florida State and Duke? You know, I'm going to start, and I know people say they want, but I think Duke and Florida State, that could be a ball game right there. That could be a two-overtime ball game. Pulling for Duke. Um, of course. I'm pulling for Duke. Now, when we get in our predictions, it might be a different story. But um, – then bench uh, Ohio, uh, Utah, and USC. I think U- USC loses back-to-back weeks. Uh, and then Penn State, Ohio State, don't care much for them. I'm going to start Penn State, Ohio State. I think – I believe Penn State might be the best team in the country. And, uh, I, you know, sorry to say it, chin strapped, I work with you, I love you, buddy, but I hope Ohio State loses by 20 points this weekend. <laughs> So I got Penn State, Ohio State as my start. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bench Florida State and Duke, just like you said. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch and and go Duke. And I'm going to cut Utah and USC because I don't give a dang about USC. I don't even want to watch them. 
Yeah, I hate USC. I'm going to start Penn State, Ohio State as well. God, I'm pulling hard for Penn State. Me too. Uh, I'm going to actually bench uh, Utah and USC just because I want to see how USC kind of rebounds after that. Um, I don't care about them, but for you know, the media loves them. So if I can get them in the playoffs, we're going to get them in the playoffs. So I'm anxious to see how they rebound. Lincoln Riley sold his soul mm-hmm. to the devil well, just for media coverage. You know, Caleb Williams is demanding part ownership in an NFL team if he's drafted. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> – yeah, yeah garbage. He gonna be he's gonna be a bust. I'm gonna cut Florida State Duke. I'm pulling for Duke, but I think Florida State. Well, we'll get to that later. But yeah. uh, who is the best coach in the NFL right now? Andy Reid, Mike McDaniel, or Kyle Shanahan? This one, this one's a little tough. Um, I know who my favorite at. I know three who my start is. is. Start for me is Andy Reid. Absolutely, start Andy Reid. Um, mm-hmm. the longevity the man's had. Um. The stability. I'm having a hard time. Stability. Talk. Yeah, that word. You got to remember where it came from. But um, what are you trying to say about where you come from? I'm not talking about it. Oh. But you know, he's been the longevity he's had in his career uh, with the consistency. He's been to how many Super Bowls? He's been to consistent year after year, and then loses his OC Eric the enemy, yeah. and then people said he'd have a down year, and they're still competing out there. He's won uh, multiple teams. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then next would be Mike McDaniel out of the Dolphins. Um, man, he's a funny guy to watch, and I really do like him. I hope he comes back home to Denver one day. He used to be the ball boy, and I think he would very much fit well with the Colorado atmosphere if you know what I'm throwing down. But I love Sean Payton too much, so we ain't going to do that. Uh, then Kyle Shanahan, uh, cut him. Don't want to. Great coach. His dad was a great coach for the Broncos. As well, uh, but just for the purpose of this, cut him. I start Andy Reid. I'm going to bench Kyle Shanahan, and I'm only benching him because Mike McDaniel hasn't done enough just yet to prove to me. He's still young. He's still young. Yeah. That's the exact right order, uh, Spire. I'm, I'm starting Andy Reid. I'm going to bench Shanahan, and I'm going to cut McDaniel. Let's hit the comment box real quick. Could you imagine McDaniel in Colorado, though? That's all I'm going to say. Robin says, remember the big tight end. For Georgia is out the next couple of weeks. Yep, Bowers is hopefully going to be out against Tennessee too. Let's hope he's out. Let I hope he. I gets do not qu- feel sorry for Georgia losing him, but I do feel sorry for Bowers just because he is an incredible talent. And I hope he gets cleared to play on November the nineteenth. <laughs> uh, Kimberly says she agrees with Spur on his uh, Penn State versus Ohio I, State. I feel Kimberly agrees with me a lot. She does. She's a smart lady. Ain't that right? Josh Henvey says that a. Uh, he lived in Tuscaloosa from 2018 we until just three months ago. He grew up in North Alabama. His mom's a big bammer. I'm sorry. He says this one's special to him. Uh, his favorite team's Tennessee and whoever is playing against Alabama. Go Love balls. it, Josh. Love it. Thanks for uh, listening to us and commenting and interacting with us. Josh Jackson says he's going to start the 20-plus. He's going to bench the 30-plus and cut the 17 or less. He says he's going to start the Red Velvet. Cupcake, he's going to bench chocolate, and he's going to cut vanilla. That's right. As long as you're starting uh, red velvet. I think Josh you copied my start bench cut. Uh, Jamie on YouTube says strawberry cupcake is the best cupcake. That wasn't one of our choices. No, it was not. I apologize, Jamie, for, for not putting that on there. Look, it's, it's a big rivalry week this week. It's Especially huge. for me. Like, you know, I got middle school Thursday. Uh, our middle, Cofield Central Middle School, uh, we play um, – for the state semifinals mm-hmm. against Birchfield. Then Friday, uh, high school plays the uh, team down the road for the district championship. Who's that? The team down the road. Harriman? Where's that at? No, the team five miles down the road. From oh, Petros? No. They Oakdale? Were, they were purple. 
Oliver Springs? Yeah. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Uh, that was start, bench, cut. Very fun segment and one of my personal favorites. We'll have our second main talking point of the day next. We're going to answer some tough questions about this Tennessee football team. Stick around. We have our uh, new giveaway coming your way. We'll preview Tennessee's next opponent, the Tide. Uh, we put your skills to test with, test with uh, Spurs predictions. And uh, we have giveaways. We'll be right back. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865 865- All right, and we're back. We have our second main talking point of the day presented by Trident Hydro Clean. Thank you, Jacob Haney, for Trident Hydro Clean. Uh, We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Share this out for us so you get your friends in here. We've got a big giveaway coming up with our college football and NFL pick'ems. All right. Some tough questions. Joe Milton, really, we really hate to to beat a dead horse here, but 100 passing yards versus Texas A&M, 50% completion percentage, got the win, but can we beat Alabama with this kind of performance from Joe Milton? How much better? <coughs> how much better does Joe have to be? He's got to be a whole lot better to go up against this Alabama team in Tuscaloosa. Listen, listen, it's like this: if I read those stats back to you. It said, can we beat Texas A&M with those stats? We would have all answered, no way. But guess what? We did. And we proved that we could win any type of game now. But, yes, it definitely needs to be better for sure. And I believe it still can be. I think we need 200-plus passing yards against Bama. 28 points will win the game. Yeah, uh, his awareness has to be so much better, man, just as a quarterback. Situational awareness, exactly. Just the football IQ in general just has to be better. Um, road game, we struggled horribly at Florida. Um, Joe just has to make strides this week. He That's has to. Going to be part of the keys of the game for me is, is yeah. the atmosphere in, in Alabama. Up to this point, how much has this Tennessee defense exceeded your expectations? Other than the Florida game, way, way better than I expected. Now, we talked on this podcast about needing someone to step up and put some hits on opponents. That happened from several defenders, and our secondary has been awesome the past two weeks. Yeah, I knew they'd be better. Um, I said that all offseason they would be better, but I had no idea we'd be this good. I mean, they've exceeded I mean, my expectations it, 100%. It looked, it looked like a defensive old. It really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you heard Hypel kind of talk, you know, that he were going to have an elite defense, and, I mean – I wouldn't go as far as say we're elite right now, but we're really close. They're taking notes from us, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Saban's had that book with Tennessee logo on his desk all year long. Oh, yeah, on the top. On the top. top. If you don't think that Alabama's coming back for revenge, then you got That's it. You know, South Carolina was our revenge game. It's Tennessee-Alabama's revenge game. Because of all the fond memories everybody has of last year's game. We're going to be fired up, too, though. Alabama has them same memories. Absolutely. Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow has said that he's not worried about the Tennessee front seven uh, and that this game is going to be fun. 
thoughts on Milrose's comments? Hope he packed a lunch because he's going to be on the ground over and over and over and over again. And bring you some chips, too. It's going to be a long day for him. Yeah, uh, Bama's offensive line is not that great. Um, mm-hmm. This could be the worst offensive line they've had since Saban's been there. Uh, time will tell. He's super fast. We're definitely going to have to contain him. Um, but we'll take that bulletin board material all day long. Listen, I, I'm not an opponent, a component of, of injuring anyone, but, you know, if if we had to hit him and hit him hard early on, hit him, you know, let him know he's in the game. Uh, Do him like we did yeah. Bo Jackson. I can take yourself out of the game. Nah. <laughs> Uh, we, yes, we want Alabama's best. We want to beat their best. We want I, uh, seriously. I want Alabama players to be motivated. Mm-hmm. I want them to be fired up. I want their best game ever. I want their fans believing everything. I want their fans loud and rowdy. I want them to believe. And then us crush. Their so souls. then, when we take it from them, it feels so much better to make all them people disappointed. Because there's no better feeling in the world than putting your foot on someone's throat and making them like it. There's a, not a better feeling in the world. Taking uh, no, a lot of notes from Coach Napier tonight, I feel like. That's right. <laughs> Get me fired up. The ESPN matchup indicator is giving Tennessee less than a 25% chance to win this football game. How far off is this number? <laughs> I love being an underdog. I, I can understand why ESPN has it that way, but I, I'm curious to know what the number would be if the game was played in Neyland Stadium. Me too. I uh, think it'd be flipped the other way. I think it should be like around like a third, like thirty three percent or something. Maybe thirty three to thirty five, yeah, <clears throat> something like that. The Bama's a clear favorite. Less than twenty five, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. But that don't none of this matters. Um, nope. Just, just just something to talk about. Uh, we've seen this Tennessee versus Alabama series come in streaks so many times. Uh, the all time record here is fifty eight and thirty nine with seven ties. Recent history really killed uh, that that record there. Yep. Um, Alabama obviously had a huge streak from 2007 to 2021. Uh, Tennessee had a nice streak from 95 to 01. Alabama had one from 86 to 94. Tennessee had a good one from 82 to 85. You get my drift. Uh, how confident are you that Tennessee starts a streak versus Alabama Saturday? I think I feel pretty confident about it. I, I'm nervous, no doubt, but believe that we can win this game. When was the last time that uh, Tennessee beat Alabama back-to-back years? It was the last time we beat them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess it would have been what? 2005 and, five and six, six or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it'd be something like that. Um, I'm dead center right here, man. If if Joe plays better, if he was playing better, I would be like way more confident than I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked this as a loss preseason. But, I mean, I'm start, I'm feeling pretty decent about it now based off how Alabama's playing, too. It leads right into your next question, Luke. So, so how, how confident are we, you know, just overall going into Bama? I feel pretty confident. Scale of 1 to 10. 6 and a Eight. half. 8. 6 and a half. I'm more confident now than I was three weeks ago. Uh, after the Florida game, I was worried we'd have three losses by now. Instead, we're sitting in a good position. Everything we want to accomplish this season is still possible, so – Let's lace them up and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm probably like seven and a half, somewhere around okay. there. So, and we're all right there, you know. Yep. Uh, very beatable. We control our destiny right now. Uh, going to fight a lot of adversity in Tuscaloosa. Uh, they're going to get – Alabama's going to get a lot of calls <laughs> You know, down there. One thing about Alabama, how loud is that stadium going to be? 
And we're gonna they talk say, about it later. They say it's really not. I mean, they, it's loud, but it's, are there? Uh, I think their fans this, are kind of. Here's them some bulletin board material. They're going to listen to it. But, uh, we're not Eric Ainge. We're not Eric Ainge. No, but they're but, spoiled. They're a little spoiled down there. So I want them to bring it. I, I want the atmosphere mm-hmm. to be. We want all of them toothless, inbreded hicks from the state of Alabama. We know you have them. Bring all your cousin, sister, cousin, brother, daughter, whatever. Bring it all. Come out of the Dollar Generals. Come on down. Grab your two-ply. Grab your rolls. And grab your Tide, baby, because you need some Tide because some of y'all smell. We want y'all to come out to Brian Denny Stadium. We should try to get uh, old Willie off TikTok on here from Alabama. You seen him? No, I've not. I'm going to show you some videos. I don't want to see no Willie. Roll roll Tide Willie. I don't want to see no Willie. two words. Oh, golly. I'm going to have to get him on here. Uh, let's talk about the AP poll real quick. Whatever needs to be said, whatever you want to say about it, we'll do five at a time. Uh, one, we've got Georgia, two, Michigan, three, Ohio State, four, Florida State, and five, Washington. Move up five spots, or two spots, sorry. No question there. That one's kind of. Yeah. Can't, can't argue I think too Georgia's much. starting to get exposed a little bit. They, Vanderbilt, we've, those we've, Commodores. We've, we've uh, kinda, said it every week, though, Spanky, and they just keep winning. They keep winning, but we'll see how they do without Brock Bowers. Yeah, like Georgia's hurting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Washington in the top five. I think. Uh, oh yeah, I think they're going to the playoffs. They're the Cinderella. I, I've said team. it. All, I've said it all year long. I love Washington. Uh, number six, Oklahoma. They drop one spot. Penn State drops one spot. Number seven, Texas moves up a spot to number eight. Oregon drops a spot to nine, and North Carolina moves up two spots to number ten. Fighting Mike Mac Browns, baby. Or, Oregon lost and dropped one spot. You know, it's it says something about yeah. Washington, I guess. So. I think Penn State and Ohio State may swap spots this week. I like North Carolina. Uh, I, I think they're legit. I know Corbin's not going to like that, but you can't take nothing away from them at this point. At this point, um, well, little preview. I think Penn State moves up, uh, moves up this week, and maybe that top four spot. Uh, Eleven Alabama, twelve Oregon State. They move up three spots. Thirteen Ole Miss. Fourteen Utah. They move up two spots. Fifteen Notre Dame. They move up. Six spots. They, well, they sure do love Notre Dame still, don't they? They always have and they always will. Yeah, whatever. No matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Uh, I'm telling you, the movie Rudy ruined college football forever. <laughs> it really did. One, Rudiger? Well, I'm telling you, and Rudy, it also gives people a sense of hope because they think they're like, man, I, I'm not that athletic you know, and I'm not sense. that good, but guess what? Maybe I get a chance to play too. I, well, I'm sorry. Life don't work that way. I carried the water for four Spanky. years for Joe Lane. That's right. I carried the water for four years for Joe Lane's team, and he never once would put me on the basketball That's court. right. That's right. Uh, 16, you've got Duke. They move up one spot. Tennessee moves up two spots to 17. Just keep winning, baby. Uh, 18, USC, they drop eight spots. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, uh, drop them again this week. Yeah, drop them again. Uh, 19, LSU. They move up three spots. And 20, uh, we've got Missouri. Mizzou Tigers in the top 20. How long has that been since they've been in the top uh, 20? Probably since they won the SEC in what? Man, that was like their first two years, I think, yeah. or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, no issues there. 21, we've got Louisville. They dropped seven spots. Air Force, they're undefeated, right? They are. Mm-hmm. Number 22, uh, 23, we've got Tulane. 24, we've got Iowa. And UCLA dropped seven spots to number 25. I can't, can't argue too much. I like seeing Air Force up there, one of the service academy two. teams, you know, making the top 25. 
I do too. I will hit some comments real quick before we get. We ain't got many of them. Everybody out there, send us a comment. Tell us a story or something. Uh, See, Josh says we're getting most of our pressures with Russian four, and that's why our secondary is put in such good position. Milrow gets sacked three plus times and throws at least one pick. That's a very good point, Josh, because last year we would get pressure, but we had to bring the freaking house and just hope that we got there before they could get the ball away. Uh, Jamie says Jalen Milrow has been sacked 26 times this year. Does that get you hot? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I think Alabama is like 130th in uh, sacks allowed. Yep. It's, it's something crazy. Um, so that's like dead last. Uh, Robin Shelton says, go Ice Bears. Home opener on the 27th. I'll be there, Robin. Look, everybody, we need to comment, you know. Um, we are officially 29 days. 29 days, Spur. Do you know what happens in 29 days? Oh, boy. It's the best day of the whole year. It's November the 16th. It is the greatest day on the calendar. It is the Spanks' birthday. And I think oh everybody, oh, look, God. everybody, go ahead and start collecting your thoughts and your kind posts and wishes. And also take PayPal, Venmo, and Cash out. And cash and check. I will take anything. Jamie says, bring your sister, cousin, brother, whoever. That's one person in Alabama. That's I got right. a toothbrush for all <laughs> 92,000 there. Um, throw away that toothbrush. Thank you all for listening to our second main talking point of the day. We still have a lot to talk about. We have predictions, giveaways, and uh, the instructions there. But next, we have the duel. The duel is uh, listener voted. So please share this out. Get your friends in here so you all can vote on the winner between these two during the duel. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. See, that's who I was watching the game with. It's fun. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spank and the Spur will battle it out over five tough questions, and the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for the week. Give me my baby back. All right. It was your bo- uh, your belt, Corbin, but no show means vacate. So question number one, was the Music City Miracle a forward or backward pass? All right. I'll, I'll let you go first. Was Mr. the Chinese. Music City Miracle a forward you or know, backward pass? I've waited a long time to try this. Do the Titans have... A miracle left in them in what has already been a magical season. If they do, they need it now. Christie <laughs> kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal to 25. He pitches it back to Wycheck, who throws it across the field to Dyson. 30, 40, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. <laughs> Tennessee has pulled a miracle. 
a miracle for the Titans. It absolutely not. It was not a backwards it's pass. Keith Jackson, everybody. Sports science has proven that that pass went backwards by one foot. It was a long enough plane to about the 25-yard line. The ball started in front of the 25-yard line, and when Dyson catched it, it was behind the 25-yard line. It's been proven by science. It was a backwards lateral legal play, touchdown Titans, Music City Miracle. I love it, Spur. You going to top that or what, Spanky? You know what? I, I think it was a forward pass because if you look – at the direction, and I I know prove it by look, science. Look, ah. I know it's where the ball was, and he leaned over like that. But if you watch his motion, if you watch that guy's motion, his arm goes to the right by a centimeter of an inch. So that means if that arm is going bam up like that, that means it's a forward pass because he's throwing the ball forward. Backwards is bam. You're turning your hips forward. It's either straight down the line or up. He was facing backwards halfway. He was like this, everybody. Look, it's the forward motion. Forward motion. You're probably one of these climate change people, too. No, I am not. And I'm not one of them flat earthers, either. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Golly. It's a backwards pass. The, the greatest special teams play in NFL history. David Stewart says forward. That was who I was hoping was listening. That's right, Dave. Dave, Stewart, Dave knows. knows Dave knows. Forward. Watch the mechanics there, right? David, no, he's a former quarterback. The mechanics. Forward. Forward. Forward pass. Backwards. Backwards. Hey, Stu was, uh, was in attendance for that game. He's a diehard Bills fan. So. Oh, well, that, that may be. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping he was listening. Uh, question two: Do we see Nico on Saturday if Joe plays like he did last week? Nope. Don't think nope. so. We're no. not seeing Nico Saturday. No. I, I believe. I almost believe we'd see Gaston Moore before we would Nico this Saturday. Hey, really? why not uh, Shuler? Why not Navy Shuler? Why not? So. But no, I just don't think Nico is ready. Uh, throwing him, and I get it. You know, people's like Nico, Nico. Well, guess what? Nico does not need to come out. In Tuscaloosa. If you're going to throw Nico yeah. out there, make it against a UConn uh, or somebody. But Knock on wood. If Joe gets hurt, perhaps. Yeah, we never that, want, that's we never the only case. That. But but performance-based, I don't think we see Nico on Saturday. No, I don't but, either. But I also don't believe the game's going to get out of hand. So if, if Joe makes a mistake or two, we're still going to be in the game because our, our defense is going to keep us in the game. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, Stu said he was there. Forward pass. Eric Oak said it was a legal play. Question three. Who's the most iconic athlete in all of Tennessee athletics? You're going athlete only. Athlete. So, to me. Think I'll let you take the first one. That way I can. You know, you one. could always. There's two. There's, there's two. Th- to me, there's two. And um, the one that everybody's going to go with, and you, you can pick them square if you want to. Peyton Manning is the most mm-hmm. recognizable one. You think of the University of Tennessee. You think of Peyton Manning. But I think we got the same one. But I'm going to pick somebody else who no one really talks a whole lot about that a lot of people know out there from his motivational speaking and talks. I'm going with Icky Johnson. Okay. Icky Johnson out there. He's done more for himself, the university, and all of football around getting hurt than he ever would have playing in the NFL. Things he has done has been so impressive off the field, motivating tons of millions of people from his story. He could have easily said, woe is me, and I'm just going to hang it up and never be seen again. But he's using a negative into a positive. For, so for me, I'm going with Icky Johnson. I, I love Icky Johnson. You can't, can't go wrong. He's a great guy, great athlete, you know, 
Uh, He's a great a true, sponsor for the university. A true VFL. And, and Peyton is the easy answer on this, so I'm not going to go there either. So I'm going to go with the late, great Reggie White. Mm-hmm. Reggie the White Reverend. is a, That's a, is good a true icon of Tennessee athletics. He's a true icon of the Green Bay Packers as well. So you can't go wrong with Reggie White. And really, you can't go wrong with Inky either. I, no, I you the can't. Answer. Well, both answers, man. <laughs> you see, you see, everybody, we're having a um, a very good discussion Positive. here. Positive discussion. Pass. discussion. Are you throwing shade at Corbin right I'm now? I'm not throwing shade at Corbin. You know, we're actually having a productive conversation. We're not having to scream and ramble on here. That was definitely shade at Corbin. <laughs> it's not shade at Corbin. Uh, number four, does James Pierce Jr. have a shot to break Derek Barnett's sack record? Ooh. This year or in the future? All time. No, all th- no not oh. this year. Not this year. All, all time. All time, he absolutely has a chance. Uh, one of our uh, people on Facebook commented earlier that he may be our best recruit since Eric Berry. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. If he stays four years, James Pierce Jr. may break the sack record at Tennessee. I, I think so as well. Um, it's if he stays I, four years. If he stays four years. But you also got to think of the landscape here at college football. Derek Barnett, he just stayed three, right? He just okay. stayed three, yeah. But here's the landscape of college football. Guys can make more money now. Absolutely. Staying. So, one, why would you go? Because, yeah, you can enjoy the college life. I get, you know, classes are kind of hard. You can enjoy the college life and everything and still make either the same or even more money in college. Yeah, J- James Pierce Jr. is going to be a megastar at Tennessee. And, you know, under the Josh Heifel style, he's going to get more attempts on defense because yeah. he's going to be on the field more. So, more opportunities to make sacks. Uh, more chances to to break that record. So, I hope he does. Question five. If you could bring one wrestler back from the dead, who would re-energize the sport the most? Re-energize the sport? Yes. Oh. I'm letting you go first on that one. Yeah, that. To re-energize the sport. Right now would be the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, my God. You just had to pick Dusty. <laughs> you had to pick Big Dust. You just had to. It, it, it actually was not my first choice, but it hit my head. Who would re-energize it? Because nobody could talk like the American dream. And to bring him back and put him with Cody Rhodes would be simply like amazing. Like right now. mind right now. This. Everyone who knows me knows how I feel about the American dream, death, the road, baby, hard times. Hard times are see, when the textile workers in this country are out of work. Hard times is you, when a man's worked me, a job for 30 years. First. 30 years. And they kick him in the butt, give him a watch and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. And hard, hard times, times is what you just gave me. You gave me the predicament. You picked Dusty Rhodes. You let me go first. I that know, and I shouldn't have. I knew what you was going to do. I not have picked. But all right, all right, all right, all right. me, I'm going with this. All right, let's see if you got the same second one. I'm here. going with the Von Erics. Okay. I'm going with the Von Erics because it, it's a terrible way that their family ended. And they got a movie coming out, including mm-hmm. Silas Mason, Thrill Belly. Mm-hmm. But good. The, I feel like the Texas Territory could have stayed alive a little bit longer if the Von Erics all stayed together and stayed alive. And I, I, I think it would really help the scene nowadays because you would have more Von Erics out there than they are. I want to give honorable mention to one, Andre the Giant. Oh, yes. Golly, I'd love to see Andre would be huge. Yeah. 
I didn't mean that. That went good, didn't it? Andre would be huge. Well, yeah, that's that, enough wrestling on this football podcast. No, we can always go more. No, if we, want we to. cannot. I just threw that in there because I was hoping Corbin would be here too, but he let us down on that one. You need yeah. to at least give us time to prepare for them. Like, you know, no, some of these are. Bu- you get no, two, I like you know, it. You get, you get two that you know, had, and you get I three that you don't know. In my head and I took the one I knew you'd take, so I had to. Spanky's got a headache over there. I do. My head's starting to hurt over there. Let us know in the comments who won the duel. That's a pretty close one. That was a good one. That was a good one. It's a backwards pass, though. It's been proven by science. It's forward, everybody. The motion. Motion. Proven by science. Go ahead and vote. One time I, I, I say science is right. We'll be back. We're going to tally up the votes, and uh, we're going to do keys to the game next, presented by DNM Fencing. Then we're going to get into Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Stick with us. Share this out for us. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. All right, and we're back. This Keep is, the this votes. Is home cooking right here, everybody. Keep the votes coming in so far. Spur has got the lead. Hit the comments. Jamie on YouTube says Pat Summit if you're including coaches. Uh, that's why I asked him was yeah. athletes or coaches only. Cool. The I mother of women's summit. basketball. She's got her own documentary on HBO. She owns an entire sport. That's as iconic as it gets. Uh, of course. Does she have a documentary on HBO? I believe she does. Yeah. I need to go check it out. Oh, Spank got a vote for coming in. That's yeah, right, everybody. Uh, Randy Swint always votes against his son. He voted for, <laughs> voted for no, Spur. Appreciate it, Randy. He wished he could. Josh Jackson's man. voted for Spur. David Stewart says Spank. It That's was a, right, Big Dave. It was a forward pass. And a Spur forward pass. did him dirty by taking Dusty. Spank's inky answer was also a good one. Checking the rest of these. All right, let's go ahead and hit keys of the game. Keep them votes coming in. Who you think? Keep them coming, everybody. Won the duel. Tennessee versus Alabama and Tuscaloosa at Brian Denny Stadium this Saturday with a 3.30 kickoff, CBS, primetime game. Uh, weather's looking like it's going to be perfect football weather, 70 degrees and sunny. Tennessee's 5-1 and one on the year, 2-1 and one in conference play. Alabama is 6-1 and one on the year, 4-0 and oh in conference play. Huge game, a lot of the line. But that being said, let's get the keys to the game versus Alabama on offense. Keys to the game, uh, timing, offensive line. We got to get protection up front, and I think if we can stick to kind of the same game plan as last week, let's run the ball, let's run it down their throat. I think I think we'll be okay. Now, receivers, you got to catch the ball. It's just plain and simple. Got to catch the ball. On offense, we cannot be predictable. Uh, I'm afraid we're going to become too predictable with run. We must throw up accuracy, mm-hmm. pr- protect the quarterback, up, open up run runs. We have to be physical. We have to be smart. And don't let the crowd noise affect us, especially the offensive line. We struggled mightily at Florida with the offensive line. So uh, we've got to be better there. Look at this. Spanks yeah. getting all kinds of votes. No pre-snap penalties over there for me. Um, huh? We've got we to handle the crowd noise. We can't give uh, the crowd more momentum than they already have like we did at Florida. The offensive line has to be great. No turnovers, and Joe has to be better. Uh, what about on defense? 
Dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, hit Milrose over and over and over. Uh, tackle and cover just like we did last week. And get off the field on third down. I think controlling the quarterback, we can't let him run mm -hmm. on us. Can't let him run. He, he is very deadly on the run. Um, I think if we can let him beat us throwing the ball, I think we can have some success. Um, getting off the field. Just getting off the field on third down. We cannot – on third down, we – we got to get him off. We can't let him yep. hang around. Can't let the crowd get into it. Yeah, defense, exactly what we've been doing, man. Uh, just have to create havoc in the backfield. Uh, contain Milrow. He's so fast. Uh, we can't let him beat us. We just got to be us. We can't miss no tackles. Uh, Bama is 130th in sacks allowed. We have to get after. Absolutely. Have to get after him. Uh, any side notes, special teams? Special teams, if we could do the same we did last week. Pretty fine. I would like to see a fake punt, though. I'd yep. like to see one. That's what I've got written down as well. Yep. I'd love to see. This is this might be the you know, especially take the crowd out of it too. You know, Bama isn't the cocky, confident Bama that we're used to right now. Uh, they're nervous about us playing them more now than than ever. You know, punch them early and do not let up, and believe you can win the game. We have to believe in ourselves. Yeah, no kicks out of bounds, no penalties. Get D. Williams involved all we can, um, and like I said, I like this. I want to see a fake man. Mm -hmm. I want to see a fake bad. Um, all right. So so far, uh, it looks like. Should I keep oh. letting this go? I don't know. Think, you need or? to read your Facebook post because I got like five right there. Let me go to Facebook. What's it at right now? Uh, right now I've got you up one. There we go. That's what I'm talking about, everybody. All right, now I've got you up one. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to hit Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by CND Tire in Oak Ridge. Hey, y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CND Tire Pros are your go to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire. 865-483-7455. Alright, and we're back. Just vote. Just vote. <laughs> Spanky is voting for himself on multiple platforms. No, I am not. Uh yeah, he is on every platform no, that, I am that, not. that he's got. So he he's cheating, but we're still tied even with uh all the <laughs> No we the are mishap. no I am not. I did not, and I repeat, I did not use multiple platforms to vote. Morgan County Day says Spur gets 100 votes. He he runs the page. <laughs> and how many of these do you run? I can't comment because there ain't nothing going on. Yeah, Josh says you should be disqualified. What are you talking about? Look, he pulled my hair, Raph. Come on. Pulled your hair. He, he pulled, pulled my hair, Raph. Pulled your hair. All right, let's hit Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other presented by C&D Tire. In Oak Ridge, I'll pick five crazy story headlines, and you all guess which state this happened in. 
uh, and you must explain why you think it was that state. Boats still coming in from all these crazy platforms. All right, number one. Man arrested for beating his roommate's pet raccoon. I thought that was going somewhere else. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Man arrested for beating his roommate's pet raccoon. Happened in Alabama. Alabama. It's happened in Florida. Uh, Keith, Keith My God, so you go the week of Florida, everyone owns Florida. But Alabama. It's still happening in Alabama. Florida is so easy. Uh, Keith and Williams was arrested December in Lake County after he beat a raccoon and allegedly threatened to kill his roommate. Uh, Williams ju- had jumped off his scooter and started punching his roommate's vehicle when she arrived home. Um, he threw a hammer at her as she escaped. The woman, who had not been identified, was able to run into the neighbor's home for help. Once there, the neighbor said that Williams had earlier uh, threatened to kill him with a sewing needle and had confessed he'd been beaten with a raccoon. Uh, it's unclear if the animal survived, but he was arrested for aggravated uh, assault with a deadly weapon and animal cruelty. Number two, uh, 16-year-old arrested for dropping a piece of cake at school. I'll... I've seen this story. Uh, so wait, so he dropped a piece of cake and he was arrested. 16-year-old arrested for dropping that, you a know piece what? I would, of cake I would pick school. Alabama. Well, you know what? That's something them... Them Yankees do up there, up the road. So, up there in the upstates and all that. So, you know what? We're going to give it other. Screw it. I'm picking Alabama. This happened in Los Angeles, California. Yes! Of course it did. A 16-year-old was in line at her school's cafeteria, dropped a piece of cake. She didn't pick it up. So, the school security guard arrested her and accidentally broke her arm as well. Uh, So, she'll definitely think twice before, uh, I guess, dropping any more, more cake. Uh, number three, man faces five man faces five years in prison for snooping through his wife's emails. Man faces five years in prison for snooping through his wife's emails. I would say Alabama because it's Alabama week, but I don't think they know how to use emails in the state of Alabama. Actually, actually, this happened in Alabama. I read the story. Okay, well, there. Thanks for spoiling it for us. This actually happened in Michigan. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I convinced you. Uh, suspecting that his wife was involved with another man and worried that it was affecting their daughter. Uh, Walker logged in to uh, Clara Walker's Gmail account last summer. Uh, She said it was easy for him to log in because his wife kept the password in a book next to the computer. While Walker believed it was okay, Oakland County prosecutors did not and have charged Walker with a felony of misuse of a computer. Wait, what? Yep. So, wait, he got arrested for... The, the wife going through his email? He went through hers. Yeah. He went through her email. Yeah. Misuse of a computer. Is that is that just legal in Michigan or is it legal in I all states? I don't know. That's, that's dumb. Okay. 10-year-old girl arrested for eating lunch with a real steak knife at school. Well, I could see the problem in it. <laughs> um, I could see it. Alabama, we'll go with. It's, I'm picking Alabama all week long, so. I'm picking Alabama no matter what. It's happened in Florida. He ain't picked not one Alabama <laughs> one. Because I knew y'all think there's all going to be Bama. Well, I hope you have one good Alabama story coming up. I got some jokes. <laughs> okay. Got some jokes. Uh, a 10-year-old girl brought her own lunch to school along with a small steak knife to eat it with. For her actions, she was arrested and faced with a felony charge. Despite the fact the girl was using the utensil properly, when school officials discovered the knife, the police were called as the police were unable to contact the girl's parents. 
They opted to arrest her. She was taken into custody at the Juvenile Assessment, Assessment Center. Ultimately, police handed the case over to the state's attorney's office with the student facing felony charges regarding the possession of a weapon on school premises. Hey, look, that's, them Salisbury stakes are tough now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> More than a dozen kids arrested for a food fight. More than a dozen kids arrested for a food fight. Um, Alabama. Georgia. Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Uh, more than a dozen students aged between 11 and 15 were arrested after a food fight took place in the school cafeteria. The event happened a spur of the moment, DJ. I'm just kidding. Spur of the moment after a couple of pieces of food were thrown, which then led to an all-out food fight. As a result, 25 students uh, were arrested and charged with a misdemeanor of reckless conduct. The children involved were also detained by police up to five hours before their parents were notified. That's crazy, man. It is crazy. It is, this is craziness. Hey, I do. I have a story. Do you? You ready for this? Okay. Here, you got to guess one. Okay. An actor, a wrestler, or a rock star this happened to. So they do a uh, drug test. Wrestler. Okay. <laughs> well, they do a drug test. <laughs> And uh, they tell them, they're like, uh, hey, you, uh, we drug tested you, and it uh, came back positive. He was so happy, he said, yes, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And they're like, no, 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 uh, positive, that, that, that's no good, no good. Can you guess what it is? Ha, Sheik won a boy's yes, nail. Yes, <laughs> Sheiky baby. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sheik won a boy's nail. I knew the story. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, what does the average Alabama student get on his SAT score? Negative number. Let's Two. go, big guy. No, it's drool. <laughs> drool. Uh, what did the Alabama graduate say to the Tennessee graduate? Mm. There is no there, Alabama there, graduates. There ain't Welcome none. to McDonald's, man. I take your order. Uh, where was OJ really hiding right before the famous Bronco chase? Eh... On the I'm campus scared. of Alabama, he figured they would never find a real football player there. <laughs> Why do you call a good-looking girl at the University of Alabama campus? A visitor. A Tennessee fan. A visitor. Yeah. A Tennessee fan, that's a good one, too. What should you do if you find three Alabama fans buried up to their necks in concrete? Put some more concrete on them. <laughs> get, get some more concrete. Uh, what do a maggot and an Alabama fan have in common? They uh, both smell and have no teeth. They can both live off a dead bear for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> why, why did O.J. Simpson want to move to Alabama? Because, uh, I don't know. Everyone has the same DNA. Mm. <laughs> uh, what is 20 feet long and has five teeth? Not anybody in Alabama. The, the line at Alabama Stadium. The funnel cake line at the Alabama State Fair. Last one. What do Alabamians do on Halloween? Uh, the cousin. <laughs> kind of. They pump. They pump Ken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. We're gonna do our college football and NFL pick'ems. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank, like myself. DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, 
Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. <laughs> All right, and we're back. <clears throat> Spur has won the duel by one vote. Oh my God, the tomfoolery! How many platforms did he use? How many though? platforms did you Thank use? You, I Dusty. Use none. Thank you, Dusty Rhodes. Don't you bring Dusty Rhodes into this? <laughs> Feels better having this thing back. It's awful cold. <laughs> Jeff Hensley says Saban is only dressing 22 players this week. The rest <laughs> of them will have to dress themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So let's do our weekly predictions. Uh, before we get to them, though, it's time for Spanky to draw again out of the cup of misfortune. Spanky come in last place last week. So he can either do – hey, Spanky, remind the people one time what you got to do for your last punishment. I have to buy a condom. I got to buy a cucumber, got to buy a Vaseline, and I got to buy a candle. You know, it'd be awful funny for Spanky to be in line behind me. you can't do self-checkout. It'd be awful funny for Spanky to be in line behind me as I walk backwards to check <laughs> out. Yeah, that's all we need Why to do you got to keep shaking it up for? So I'm just curious what this is going to be. So Spanky either has Why to... Why can't you just leave it alone like how Spanky it was sitting earlier? Spanky has to... You probably put one on top, didn't you? Ah, that's whatever. I'll, yeah, I left. That's what he did. Right. He's got it marked, too. Oh, yeah. It's even inside out, I'm pretty sure. No. Your, uh, should, should I draw four, Spanky? No, I, it should be shook up now. Close your eyes. <laughs> so he can either do this, or he's got to close your eyes, or he can donate $25 to charity. All right, put your fingers in there. You have, you have trouble finding the hole, we know. That's the one that's marked. I knew it. Is it really? What do you got? <laughs> Send, yeah, okay, I'll take this one. What is it? Send a Christmas card to someone you hate. <laughs> All right, I can it? do that. Okay. Corbin, you're getting a Christmas card. Yeah. I'm going to send... Know, it's got to be somebody you really, really despise. Oh my Probably God. Captain Kirk Kazan. I wish I'd have got that one. I might do that just for spot. That's funny. That's funny. Now, I'll do the uh, Shawn Michaels picture with the Spank Heavyweight Championship. You know, the, with no, the belt. No, you got to send a very nice, loving Christmas card to someone that you hate. So you buried a hatchet. All right, let's do our uh, our pick-ems. Uh, then we'll, we'll, do a, we'll show everybody how to do the, uh, the giveaway. Our record so far is uh, Corbin's in first place at 51 and 21. I'm in second place at 46 and 26. Spur is in third at 45-27, and Spanky is last at 44-28. and um, Y'all ready? There's some good games this week. Some good games. Game one, Tennessee at Alabama. I might be picking more of my heart and win my head, but I'm taking Tennessee 28, Alabama 26. As long as everybody else picks UT, I'm doing good. UT. What's your, uh, what's your score? Yeah, my, I, that, that's, not, that's not my official tiebreaker score. My, oh, my tiebreaker is 52, I think. 52. Is what I right, right. My, my tiebreaker is 31, like I said earlier, 17 to 14. Oh, wow, okay. So you got the Vols. Yep. Corbin picks the Vols. He's got a 64-point total. Big score. 
Uh, I've got the Vols. I'm going to go 43 points. I like like a tw- uh, 20 to 23 okay. win. Uh, game two, Penn State at Ohio State. I've got Penn State. Uh, they've been dominant all year. They've been the only team that's been dominant all year, I think. And you know what? The game's at Ohio State. It's at the Buckeye. It's at the mm-hmm. Horseshoe. I'm going with Ohio State. Corbin has picked Ohio State. I have picked Penn State. So that's a good good mix up there. Yep. Game three, Duke at Florida State. Like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a two overtime, three overtime game. It's going to be a shootout. Um, I'm going Florida State. I'd like to see Duke win, but I believe Florida State will win yep. this game. Corbin has Florida State, and I also have Florida State. Game four, Utah at USC. This one's mm. – you know what? I think USC loses back-to-back weeks. I'm going Utah. I, I, I want Utah to win. I pick USC to win. Corbin has picked USC, and I picked Utah. Game five, Clemson at Miami. You know, I just cannot pick against – I just cannot pick for Miami after what they did a couple weeks ago. So, give me Clemson. I think Clemson's got a lot to prove. They're, they're a different team right now than what they're us- that dynasty usually is. So, I'm going with Clemson. I think they got something to prove. We're going to do this Christmas card, like, now. Like, <laughs> right now. What do you mean, like, right now? Like this far out before before Christmas. Yeah, like send it next week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just that was completely right. random. On, okay. uh, I picked Miami. Miami. All right. Spurs only once got Miami. Corbin picked Clemson. I picked Clemson as well. Game six, Browns at Colts. Get into the NFL. This is a tough game. Uh, I like Gardner Minshew at, at in Indy. I think he's a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Deshaun Watson may be back this week. I took the Browns to win because of their defense. Yeah, the Browns are they're currently favored by uh, two and a half. Somebody in Vegas must know something, so going with the Browns. Yeah, we've all four got the Browns. I think their defense is just too good. Game seven, Lions at Ravens. Baltimore, they're favored by three. Um, but you know what? I'm not going to pick against the fighting Dan Campbells. They're going to the Super Bowl this year. I had to say the exact same so thing. So, Lions. I don't, I'm not saying the Super Bowl, but I took the Lions to win. Double Lions and me and Corbin both have the Ravens. There we go. Game eight, Steelers at Rams. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. I took the Rams because they're at home. Even though the Steelers are probably going to have more fans in Los Angeles. I'm going to go with – I'm going with the Rams at this one. They're at home. They're favored. I just got to – I'm going with the Steelers. I'm saving my – Pulling for the Steelers. I'm saving my um, not favored card for this next one. Game nine, Packers at the uh, the home of Spank, the Broncos. That's right. Mile high, baby. It's hard to come up there. It, it is very hard to win. You know, I've known some people has been doing that the past mm-hmm. eight years. But um, I'm going with the Broncos. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. You know? the, look, uh, the Packers are only favored by one point. The Packers are not having the best season right now. And I know uh, Jordan Love, he's a very good quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. The Broncos and, look good. I, I took the Broncos. Thank you, Spire. Thank you. Packers for Corbin. Packers for the Vol, Daddy. Game 10, Dolphins and Eagles. This could be... A very interesting game. Here, let me look. Is this on the, the Sunday night slate? Yes, it is. And it was a good one to be on the Sunday night slate. Tua Tungvaloa versus Jalen Hurts. Two of the Alabama quarterbacks 
Um, too bad they're going to be both depressed going into the game about their team losing. But uh, I'm going with the Eagles here. I think they have the slight advantage over the Dolphins. Not so fast. Oh, my Lord. The, the Dolphins are the best team in the AFC right now still. Uh, I take the Dolphins to beat the Eagles. Corbin has the Eagles. I have the Dolphins. I fly, the Eagles, Eagles lose back fly. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's better let the listeners know one more time how to enter in this giveaway. Hey, you go on the Vols Deep podcast Facebook page. It must be the Vols Deep. Don't don't comment on my personal one or Luke's personal one or Spank's personal you one. You can if you want to. We have uh, these 10 games listed on there. Uh, go ahead and send your picks. The tiebreaker will be the total points scored in the Tennessee-Alabama game. So get those picks in. If there is a tie and you also pick the same number of points, I'm going to go with whoever commented first on that. So yeah, it was close this week. We had two 10 and 0s this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was the second one that didn't win? I'd, I'd had to look. Okay. But, uh, I didn't know that. Thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after we publish our live. Uh, we would like to hear from you. Uh, we're growing fast on all of our accounts. That's right. Uh, so we, we probably Instagram's what we struggle on, but we don't really try very hard on there. But uh, we'll, we might try to go live again, maybe. It's Alabama week. We might see what happens. Hey, maybe. you know what? Go Vols. Hey, Spanky, what, what, is, what does his hat say? I like his hat, but you may tell you what I'd change with his hat. I'd change the F and B around to make uh, it say the, the words. Um,